Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to It's 11, It's 7 for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. I think we're all a bit excited this week, boys. We've got our we'll set annual meet-up. It's been, been a little while. Tommy must be excited for that one. Big uh, Jolly Boys outing coming up on, on Friday. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, it's been uh, a long time coming, really, hasn't it? But COVID and such have stops, you know, these kind of things. So, yeah, it should be a good laugh. Hopefully a good game, but Based on uh, the last performance, I'm a little bit worried. Well, we need to figure out how we approach this show tonight because we've got good and bad to go through. So, Barry, yeah. I know yeah, you'll, you'll be in the minority. You're definitely not in the home end on Saturday, are you? But you excited to see the boys? Yeah, of course. Like, I think I think I just I just want a good game. Like, I, I don't see us winning. So, um, and, and I don't know if I really want us to score because I don't know how hard that'll be for for me to hide that. And I, I don't want to be coming back to <laughs> Scotland with teeth missing and anything like that. So, well, um, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am absolutely buzzing to see you boys in the weekend. And I think we'll have an absolute riot. The game, game weather, win, lose or draw, I think we'll still have a lot. Of yeah. It's going to be an English stag do as well, isn't it? So, uh, you know, it might, might be a bit of hijinks going on. Uh, well, certainly, certainly hope so. In bed by 10, that's what, that's what he said. Steve, great to have you with us. You're not in the UK at the moment, out on holiday in uh, in Tenerife. How's, how's your holiday going so far? Yeah, very good. Um, been partying till three or four, most, uh, or five, most uh, nights. And then back so, in time uh, for the chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, the weather's been a bit hotter than I imagined. You know, it's been about 33 over the weekend and stuff like that. But um, but it's nice. Yeah, it's good. Good. Met Happy some days. 
Mess with yeah. good people. That's, that's good to hear. It was great to have you with us. Guys, what should we talk about first? I'll leave it entirely to you. Do you want to talk PSV or shall we talk about Newcastle and get that out of the way? Get Newcastle out of the way, I think. 100%, yeah. Yeah, OK. Go on, Steve. You, you start for us. You saw the game yesterday. Sum up your feelings on uh, an afternoon of disappointment for the Foxes. Well, frustration. And, and, and look, when we're making eight changes, I wondered whether... I understand why he's made eight changes, by the way. But if you think that we've got eight players rested from PSV and we've got Vardy and Ndidi out, uh, again, an impressive Newcastle that have been more impressive lately, apart from one match against Spurs. I thought it'd be a tough afternoon. Um, and to be honest, we shot ourselves in the foot because we had control over most of the game. We didn't do enough with the ball. Dakar was anonymous. We didn't do enough up front for me. Um, but, you know, we lost to a Schmeichel mistake, really. Um, and Amati, as you said, we were talking earlier, got beat for the header by Dan Byrne, but just about everyone gets beaten by Dan Byrne. And then Schmeichel should have done better. KDH got a block on it. Uh, Schmeichel should have saved that, really. And then we're in total control without hurting them enough um, and upping the tempo enough. And then to give that goal away, Amati's long ball, you know, as we're reaching the end of the five minutes of adding on time, Tielemann's beaten too easily, KDH not tracking back with, uh, with the Brazilian, with Bruno. Um, and, you know, we were talking again before the game, are they playing too many matches, Tielemann's and KDH now? Because um, they're not getting a break. So really, really disappointing. It's like we threw it away. It was there for the taking. And I guess the only positive I can take from that, it shows we got a bit of strength and depth when we can outplay Newcastle and count ourselves a little bit unfortunate to lose uh, when we make so many changes. Well, thanks for the full match report there. Oh, yeah. Just ask you to tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Tom, is that a, is that a fair assessment for, for you? I mean... It was it was a great start for Leicester, wasn't it? With the goal from a set piece. It was, yeah. Um, I, mean, I actually enjoyed the the whole first half. I think we were on the front foot. I think, um, especially Luckman, I found his play running forward looked really good, and he was in a good position several times. Uh, unfortunately, the finishing wasn't quite at it, and. Yeah, as you say, for the the set piece for the you know the goal from the corner was class really you, you're just screaming bang it at that point and it goes in and <laughs> yeah I was quite excited um but yeah I mean it just all all unraveled didn't it? it it kind of we just completely took the foot off the gas and we were clearly just playing passing it about doing nothing um yeah. and when when we're kind of running down the clock and I mean I don't know whether we've our guys have been told, you know, save yourself. You've got more important games coming up, but that's the way it looked. It it kind of it wasn't it wasn't fun to watch in that second half, and of course, you know, shot ourselves in the foot, as Steve says. It wasn't a fun game, probably for a neutral to watch either yesterday, Baz. So I imagine it was uh, one of those that you're thinking, God, why have I given up my my Sunday afternoon for this? It wasn't uh, champagne football, was it? To say the least. No, not really. Well, the first the first half was all right. Um, I thought uh, actually I thought Newcastle did all right. I thought they played quite well. Um, I think the um, I can't remember we said in the WhatsApp group, but 
I feel like your boys made Shelby and Jolaton look like world beaters, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But do you know what? Most teams are getting that. Like Jolaton and Shelby made an absolute show of us. And I don't know what Eddie Howe's done, but he's absolutely transformed them to, to like decent midfield players. Like Jolaton is a handful and he's not actually that bad on the ball. But they were they were clearly they had one game plan and that was to target your left side no sorry your right side and they did it really really well like that's Justin was run ragged I don't think I've ever seen a game where he's he's had such a torrid time um, and yeah he were absolutely in control until Schmeichel's ridiculous shenanigans but I think that it's not really alarming you can kind of understand if players are playing half assed because they'll want to be in the semi. Um, they won't want to get hurt. Uh, you're like a Yuri and uh, like KDH. KDH wasn't that great. Man, I thought Mendy was actually quite I'll good. I like Mendy quite... Uh, well, he wasn't though, and that's just because of his recent performances. Him, um, him and Yuri was so far off. Like how he didn't get slinged half time, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't many positives, if I'm being entirely truthful. I did, I did quite like, I thought Mendy and Thomas were, were actually quite good in the game. But other than that, there was no one really Glowing for Leicester. Yeah. Uh, before we discuss the equaliser, Steve, uh, what Barry said there about James Justin struggling at the, the back, he sort of has, hasn't he, since he's come back into the team from injuries. Looks pretty sharp going forward, but actually at the back, he's he struggled a little bit. Yeah, he, he has struggled a little bit. I think he gets caught forward sometimes, but um, he, he doesn't receive a lot of help either on the right hand side, no matter who's playing there. Um, I guess he gets a bit more help when all Brighton's there. But yeah, he's looked good going forward and struggled defensively. I think it's going to be next season before we see him back to his normal self, I think. Yeah, I think so. Tom, the goal for them came about with uh, Sky Sports putting their favourite stat on the, the screen about how many goals we've conceded from set pieces. Uh, they yeah. were almost will- willing that in, weren't they? But it's t- I know Schumacher's at fault, but it's too easy to get there, isn't it? <laughs> It was, yeah. As, as you say, you know, the stats coming up. My God, the commentary was doing my head in yesterday. They, they just go over the same stuff again and again. It's like we've heard it all season. It's getting really boring now. Um, because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, perhaps so. Um, yeah, I'm really unfortunate to, you know, build a chance out of nothing, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even I can't even begin to describe what I was feeling when there was all the VAR stuff going on with that. It was clearly clearly a goal though, wasn't it, Barry? I mean, yeah. you know, we, we went to the to VAR, but it was clear that Shamichael and listen, we're all men of a certain age. It takes you a bit of time these days to, you know, put your hands down towards it, touch your toes. It's uh, it wasn't that easy for him on that occasion. He couldn't quite get his hands down there in time. Uh, but it was it was a goal fair and square, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And I think um I watched uh I saw a thing on Twitter. It was like a Newcastle fan that was uh, filming the, the the set piece, and um, it was strange because you actually see how determined Bruno was to get it. Like as much as yeah, Michael should have mopped up, cleared it, got a hold of it, whatever. And that Bruno fella did everything he could to get to get at least the toe on the ball. You can't really criticise that. Like as much as what being neutral, I think yeah, Michael should have done better of course I should but I thought Bruno did really well to get to that to be fair and that was unfortunate my kiss of death on the, the WhatsApp group yeah he did he said that he did nothing and I don't think he did much all game did he apart from score two goals no he didn't like it, it, I, I was trying to 
I was trying to watch him because of uh, like a, there was so much hype about him. I was trying to see what what does he actually bring. He's a bit like Fernandez. Doesn't really doesn't really do anything, but he's just absolutely vital at the right time. Better driver than Fernandez, probably. After seeing what uh, he's done to his car today, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he's, he's crashed one of uh, your cars, Steve, while you're away. I think there was a, a Porsche that ended up in quite a few pieces. I've never had a Porsche, man. <laughs> a Porsche one. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, anyway, going into the second half, it was a bit of a stale affair, Tom. I think it'd be, be fair on, on, on that one. Uh, game really started drifting away. I think we're all getting a bit frustrated that we didn't sort of take the game to Newcastle in the second half. Uh, would, you, would you have been happy with the point? Um, <laughs> whether I'd, I'd be happy with the point, I don't think so with the way that we started it, to be perfectly honest. Um, <clears throat> I think you could say in the first half, yeah, Joe Linton got in the right places, had a good few shots, could have got something out of that, but everything was sky high. Um, but I just feel like we were the better team. We were really outplaying them. So I don't know what on earth happened at half time. Um, and the changes, you know, Barnes coming on did nothing for me. It, he was he was really poor, to be honest. Um, as as Barry said, Dakar started badly. I, I'm I'm kind of failing to see what Dakar's bringing up front. He's, I know, you know, you could say the service isn't there, but I felt like it was for him uh, yesterday. But he's, he's just not able to capitalise on anything. So yeah, it just it just kind of crumbled and got worse and worse as the as the game went. It's a hot topic of conversation that Steve on social media at the moment. A bit of a divide between Leicester fans of is Dakar actually going to come good or uh, have we wasted some money there? What's your thoughts on Pats and Dakar's first season? Well, look, he's got ten goals and a, and a few assists. That's not bad for your first season. Uh, I think Vardy got five or six goals in his first season for us, and only six in his first Premier League season. Um, and uh, wasn't played all the time, a bit like Dakar. I think he's a bit sh- uh, short of confidence now compared to what he was when he first came in. And I think we've got to give them a bit more time. It's too soon to write him off. OK, fair enough. Uh, and Harvey Barnes, Barry, he's really struggled, hasn't he, of, of recent times. But is it going back to what Matt Piper said when he was on the show a few weeks ago that Actually, he's just a confidence player and if he can beat his man first time, then he's going to have a good game. And if not, he's going to struggle because he looked like he'd stopped even trying to go past the man on, on Sunday. He just kept bringing it back inside and uh, it didn't really add anything to the game. It is a really good observation, isn't it? Because that, even when he, he came on, he didn't look up for it. He could, he, there's, I think there is a lot to be said about football players' body language. When he came on, he just looked like... For me, it just looked like Kumi Arf. He looked like a player who'd been subbed on. It was cold, wasn't really warmed up properly, and just couldn't get into it. He, he just won. I, I don't think I think he's played okay the last few games, to be fair. But certainly today, uh, yesterday, sorry, he. Um, I don't know when he. I, I think we all talked about it on the last time we just get Barnes on. He'll he'll sort this out. And then when he came on, and I think the first camera shot of him. He just looked like he was looking around just, nah, this is not for me today. And it turned out that was the way, unfortunately. Mm. He likes playing Villa, though, so we'll come on to that in a in a little while. So hopefully he might get a bit of form back uh, at, at the weekend. Um, Tom, would you have liked to see Luckman and Barnes both say on? Because Luckman's he's playing well, isn't he? As I say, I think he, I think he was actually having a good game and I'm not too sure 
you know, I'm not too sure why why we took him off. Um, I don't feel like Ian Ache really added a great deal either, but, but I, I just feel like the message was we're safe, let's stick with it. It felt very safe. It felt like it was a game there wasn't much to win or lose from, actually. And, you know, you looked at the table, a win there, we could have gone six points behind Wolves with a, with a couple of games in hand. Steve, how disappointed were you with the way that we conceded that goal in the last minute? Very, very disappointed. Just very disappointed with our lethargy in the second half. And, you know, we've seen it happen so many times, haven't we, conceding late <clears throat> And um, obviously Rogers was not happy with uh, Amati trying to play a long ball when we're in the dying seconds, probably over the five minutes, were we, when they scored. So we were in the dying seconds of uh, added on time. Keep the ball. And why play a long ball and, and try and put Justin through? It's not worth the risk. I was gutted, yeah. Surrounded by Geordies as well yesterday, so uh, not good. It's never good to be surrounded by Geordies, is it? Um, just to, to sort of touch on that goal, there were so many chances for us to stop that happening, wasn't there? So I look at Yuri Tillemans in midfield, just let's uh, Willick run past him. Uh, Mendy wanted to seem to wrestle in the middle of the field rather than to, to get over there. And then even when the ball came in, I think Schmeichel was a little bit static. Is, is that a sign of Leicester just not caring enough in that first final few seconds? Um, yeah, but it could, like, it could be fatigue as well. Like, I had like 96 minutes into the game. I think, yeah, the midfield weren't really there to be seen, unfortunately. I think that, that's probably the biggest error. The midfield weren't there to help out the defence. The defence kind of did all they could have in my opinion um, and you couldn't again it's just the, the timing if Bruno doesn't time that he messes up and it was just the timing of coming in the box at the right time everything fell on a plate for him and he just took it away sometimes that just unfortunately happens I think I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too disgusted by it just, if that happened in the like 10th minute you wouldn't be too disgusted by it I don't think it was just because it was mm-hmm. the winning goal last, last kick of the game or head of the game essentially so what you're saying is let's just dust ourselves down and uh, go again. Two big games coming up this week. Are, are you over it now, Steve and Tom? Are we happy to move forward from, from yesterday? Going to have to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you've got to be right. over it. Let's consign that defeat to the history books, never to be spoken about ever again. <laughs> I think we can, all, we can all agree on that. What we will speak about over it again is Leicester's performance against PSV last Thursday night. Steve, in terms of being a Leicester fan, how much, how high does that rank in their games in, in our history Would you, for you, would you say? I would say as a European game, it was right up there with Sevilla at home, I would say, as, a, as one of our finest ever performances in Europe. Yeah, it was fantastic. Not an easy place to go, Tom. Uh, when one nil down, particularly early on, after a really sort of poor piece of play from Yuri Tillemans again, uh, what were you feeling at that stage? Yeah. Did you think? Did you think we had it in us to, to come back from a goal down in Eindhoven? To be honest, I wasn't convinced, and that's why I was so excited when when everything sort of went the way it did in the end. Um, I mean, it's yeah, good good to see that we've got some fight in us, but. It, it, I don't know, it just had that feeling as if we weren't going to, it wasn't going to be our night. Mm. Uh, before we go into the detail of the game, Baz, I'll ask you this as a, as a outsider. Would you say Leicester fans get a bit carried away 
saying it's a European semi-final. It's the Conference League. You know, I think a lot of people outside the club would say that it's a Mickey Mouse trophy, but every Leicester fan is, is really excited about this. Uh, only the sort of idiots that support the sort of so-called bigger teams. Every every other team other than that, and I even even you know, Tottenham's West Ham. Well, West Ham technically are, aren't they? But like they would they would want to be in that. Of course they would. Mm. Like that's that's not just for the fans. If you if you're a player and you don't want to play in that level or that stage in any competition, let, let alone it being a European trophy, which is the first time ever, then you're idiots. I just, I just don't understand why fans would want that. But you support your team to try and get into Europe every season. So why would you want to win the trophy, whether it's first, second, or third tier? Just, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, it's amazing. You got like I love the fact that Leicester excited about it and buzzing for it. Like I, I quite enjoy West Ham being really excited about what they're doing. Um, I'm not overly excited about Rangers doing that, but I like <laughs> seeing I like, I like seeing true fans being excited about it because you should be. Any fan who bemoans getting to that stage, whether you get knocked out or not, are idiots in my opinion. It's a proper lineup in that semi as well, Barry, isn't it? You've got Leicester, Roma, and then Marseille versus Feyenoord. That is a proper, proper lineup, isn't it, for the the last four? It's not like I don't know Helsinki versus someone, is it? But, that, but that's European giants. Like, no disrespect to Leicester, but that you're probably the least of the the, the four, mm. like for European experiences and and adventures and whatnot. And um, yeah, and, and I think. Leicester will be favourites if they can get through this semi. I think you will. I'm really excited. I'm buzzing. I am absolutely buzzing to watch it. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Steve, bit of a glamour draw against Roma in the semi final. What do you think to our chances against Mourinho's men? Well, I think it's going to be another tough uh, game like PSV, but there's no doubt that we've got the quality to be able to do it, I think. And, um, you know, just going on what Barry says we're minnows when it comes to Europe. I think before our Champions League quarterfinal, we'd had, we had three seasons in Europe, yeah. maybe four stops, and we never progressed very far. So um, Champions League was uh, quarterfinal run was our our real uh, time in Europe, and this is our second kind of time of playing big teams like PSV, Roma. And if we do get to the final, either Marseille or final. So I think it's awesome. And I think we've got a chance, but it won't be easy. A couple of tasty sets of fans there as well, Tom, potentially. Uh, Roma is re- renowned for being a bit of a uh, tough club, shall we say, to go up against. And Marseille, uh, probably even worse. Oh, could, be a, could be a good couple <laughs> of away days coming up there. For <laughs> well, yeah, not, not really my. My bad getting into all that sort of thing, but <laughs> you're not much Certainly of a looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> we might know a few, but it's yeah. uh, not our cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So we'll go back to the game. So one nil down at half time. A double change from Brendan Rodgers at, at half time in the, the PSV game. Tom, what were your thoughts when he, he brought the guys on? Well, positive to be honest. I mean, you know, when when you're in that kind of position, you you want to see something from Brendan, and it's frustrating when it comes late. Um, but yeah, no, I think he made the right right decision. Really, I think um, Ricardo as well. Five minutes from the end, that goal, my god, <laughs> absolutely blew me away. He's he's one of those players that I love to see doing well, especially you know after his his injury troubles and that. So yeah. 
Yeah, couldn't have been a better night, really. It couldn't, you know, we needed that touch of class, though, touch of magic to to bring it back round. And uh, to one intents and purposes, Baz, Jose Perez, of all people, gave us that with his, his assist for the first goal. Uh, was that good, good to see from Jose? Yeah, I think uh, I thought he played well the whole game. Um, it's, it's just a, it's so annoying because he was he is hot and cold and he was cold again yesterday. Um, but yeah, you can't fall in that game. That put a proper shift in, in my opinion. We, need, we needed a hero, didn't we? And he was the man that stepped up at that that stage. It was a piece of class, wasn't it? Taking it around his man and putting it on a plate for James Madison, who does what James Madison does. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like Tom said. Um, the, the subs is what changed it. I think um, I actually thought it, it did look like Leicester were going to get back into it when PSV took the lead. But yeah, all credit where credit's due. It was a battling performance. It was awesome. And were you over in uh, Tenerife, Steve, on Thursday for for the game? There, did you did you react yeah. to did you react to the winning goal in uh, in true fashion? I did. I was wearing my Leicester shirt actually, and uh, there was quite a few of us. I say ten or twelve in this particular bar watching the game and we all went a bit loopy obviously for the equaliser and was expecting uh, maybe extra time but then the winner wow that was just great wasn't it it certainly was yeah a real I think it was one of the top five Leicester moments actually through my my lifetime which says something I think it was a real great performance speaking of great performances a, a real quick word on Wesley Fafana Steve who is going through Ramadan he's fasting um, and he's fast because he was absolutely legging it in about the 75th minute, not being able to eat or drink all day. Uh, I think he made 20 yards up on their striker uh, when he, when they were through on goal to, to try and make it 2-1. How good has he been since he's been back? Oh, I've been uh, shocked by how good he's been, actually. You expect uh, an injury experience as he had for, for him to take some time to get back to the player he was. But he's kind of picked up where he left off. And I don't think we would have beaten PSV if we didn't have Fafana in the team. It allowed us to throw people forwards, the full-backs forward, with only Evans and Fafana really at the back to protect us uh, against a counter-attack. And so much we relied on Fafana's pace and ability. I, th- I thought he was awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Even without, Ram- <laughs> even without Ramadan, yeah. Even without eating. Barry, for, for us now, you, you can see the difference between Evans and Fafana at centre-back and then Amati and Siunku come in yesterday. It's just, it's levels, isn't it? It's not quite the same class of player. Yeah, um, but like Siunku and um, Amati have been doing okay. It's, I was actually thinking about this day. What, what does Brendan do the next three games? Because everyone will be no pushover because they're fighting for survival. The Villa game comes before the Roma game. So, like, does he play Evans and Fafana tomorrow, tomorrow or Wednesday, sorry, to stay fit? Or keep Matt Sharpness? Or does he keep it on Saturday and take the rest? It's quite, quite a dilemma. I'll put this to you. Do you think he's still got a bit of the Liverpool in him that he wants to try and relegate Everton? That'll be my first question. Uh, I can see a full-strength side going out tomorrow night. What do you think, guys? I think it needs to be. I think, it, like, he can't not play Fafana and Evans in one of the two games. And I think splitting them, so splitting them with like Marty and Sionchu just wouldn't work. I think you just, I think tomorrow night's the right game to play. Get your, your strongest team confident after beating Everton and then sacrifice 
Sacrifice against Villa. Yeah. 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 I, I, I thought you want to say, really. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> It's because uh, of, it's I of a bit of for you when I, when our reserves beat you on Saturday. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> what do you reckon, though, Steve? Am I right in saying that you think I think Brendan will put the full strength side out to, tomorrow night because I think yeah. he's got a midweek side at the minute and he's got a weekend side because we're playing twice a week every every week now to the end of the season. Yeah, I I think um, you and Barry are both right. You know, it, the ears rotating so. I think he'll put out a much stronger side for Everton and then rest players again against Villa ready uh, for, the, for the next game. So uh, I think that's what he's going to do. That might change right at the end of the season. If he thinks there's less risk for Castagna, Pereira, uh, Fafana, Evans, they must, might start to play a couple of games a week, but uh, it's not going to happen for a while yet. So I think right here. Yeah. Oh. After I did this battle, we've run out of time. I've got 10 minutes because of you, Marples. Um, so we'll have to come <laughs> off the call and go, go back on, I think. Uh, we come back in with that. What were we even talking about then? Uh, oh, orientation. The, yeah, we'll see what we have Tell you what we have got there, guys, is options. I can reveal that the under-23s are now 2-0 up against Blackburn this evening. Um, Popov has just scored the second. He's a highly rated talent. And Terrell Pennant got the first, uh, nephew of Jermaine Pennant, believe it or not. Um, so things are looking healthy for those. And did anyone see the treble save that Everson made out on loan at Preston this weekend? That was uh, another Fine. world-class performance from him over, over there. They are absolutely loving him. So... Uh, another real opportunity to get another one of our own back into the the squad next season could be a, a good backup choice next season, Steve. Yeah, if we can hang on to him. I mean, does he want to stay and take over from Michael, or would he prefer to join a um, a, a bigger club than Preston um, more permanently? Because I think he's gone down really well. The Polish lad in. Um, made the Scottish team of the week as well, didn't he, playing for Dunfermline? He had a cracking Sol- game. Solchevsky. I can't remember what his name is, but he, he made actually the um, yeah the Scottish team of the week in goal. He had such a good game. I think we've got some great keepers in backup, actually. So, uh, I don't know. It'll be, can we hang on to him? I think we should. He sounds yeah. like a class keeper. Okay. Uh, obviously, while you're talking about championship clubs, it'd be wrong not to say that this is our celebration party for Derby going down to the third tier today. What, what a time to be alive, Tom. Unbelievable. Apparently, this is the, the first time in our lifetime. So. It is. 1984. <laughs> You've got to celebrate that. Yeah, absolutely amazing times. Uh, you know, I, I don't want them to go bust. I've said that, but living where we live, Tom, on the border of Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire, it's, it's a dream come true. One, one more relegation and then I'll be happy for him. Yeah. Well, they make our favourite song, don't they? Yeah. Um, Which KP, one? So. Which one? Uh, we hate Forest. We hate Derby. Yeah. Who's there? Yeah. The Coventry. The Coventry, yeah. yeah. Listen, guys, <laughs> I've, on that, I've got a bit of a, a theme for tonight's Last Man Standing. It's going to be around teams that have played in both League One and the Premier League since the Premier League era began in 1992. And so it could be either way around that it happened. So they could have been in League One first and then came into the Premier League or 
They could have been in the Premier League and then ended up in League One. Uh, but there's 27 teams that have done that. So we'll get cracking really? with you, with you, Barry, to start with tonight. Uh, Manchester City. Top of the list. You can't get any higher than them. Top of the Premier League. We're in League One. Paul Dickoff scored the goal to get them out, of course. Tom, over to you. Yeah, for Fulham. Fulham, absolutely. On the list, they are um, on the way back to the Premier League now, aren't they? Just need one more, one more win. Steve. Well, it's got to be Leicester City, hasn't it? Certainly has. Third highest team on the uh, the list in terms of current league position. Barry. Ipswich. Yeah. I've got to say this as well. I put this question to Stace earlier and uh, for someone to know anything about football, she got 12 of them right. So no pressure. Nice. Tom, wow. back to you. Uh, I'm going to go Bournemouth. Yeah. Steve? Um, Birmingham City. No. No, they've lingered in the championship like a, a bad farte, eh, Barry, you'd say that. <laughs> Did you see at the sure. weekend uh, they threw some sunglasses at O'Hare who used to play for Villa didn't he he scored for Coventry yeah. against them and it's part of his celebration he caught the sunglasses yeah. and put them on they started dancing in front of them that was that was good shit Alsbury. I appreciate that yeah good lad Steve you're out by the way uh, Barry um, Wigan yeah Tom uh, Sheffield United Correct. Barry. Sheffield Wednesday. Also correct. Oh, this is a good one. I like it when you actually get some answers right. Tom. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough. No, Middlesbrough haven't been down to League One. Go on, Abbas. Is able to continue? Fill them all in for us. Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, Bradford. Bradford, second lowest team currently on the list, now in League Two. Swin- Swindon. Yeah. We don't want to talk about how they got to the Premier League, do we, Steve, all those years ago? The uh, playoff final. And Forest. Yeah, you're out, mate. I was giving that to Baz to <laughs> sort out. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a technicality, but Wimbledon. Uh, I've not put them in there. If anyone said that, I was going to give them another life because uh, I understand okay. where that is, yeah. Charlton. Um, okay. Charlton, yeah. Yeah. Um, Villa was beat one too early, weren't they? It wasn't Villa. Yeah. Then, yeah. Barnsley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good ball knowledge. Uh, uh, uh. Wolves. Wolves, yeah. Blackpool. Did they say Bolton? Not said Bolton yet. Okay. Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Watford? No. Mm. So the, the remaining ones, just so we don't sort of keep this bit going too long, uh, is Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, uh, Leeds, Dirty Leeds, Huddersfield, uh, Blackburn, Coventry, Swansea City, Hull City, Portsmouth, and very, very last is Oldham Athletic, who were quite close to going to the Football League this season, I think. 
All right, guys, that was a great last man standing. Barry, well done on your victory yet again. You must be the all-time winner of this so far. Uh, I've won a couple, but I won a couple at the start, but I don't think I've won one since. Yeah, I think it's between uh, Marples and some of the guests. And you, of course. Yeah, when I play, yeah. Not if you stand a chance, you won't see me for dust. Um, <laughs> but listen, we'll, we'll move on. I know we've got Everton tomorrow. We've not really touched on that, but I want to talk about Saturday's big game because that is one for rivalry of, of certainly of our podcast. Barry, what can we expect from Aston Villa on Saturday? Not a fucking lot, I don't think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, like I, I'm de- genuinely, I'm not going to let it upset me. I think. Um, the last few games I've watched here, it's actually destroyed my weekend. And poor Sarah's had to put on my grump. And I think, thankfully, Twitter has helped me relieve that strain. Oh, yeah. um, just, just, just by arguing with people. I think when we're on such a crap run, which essentially is worse than Dean Smith right now, it and nothing's changing. And there's real, real stubbornness from our manager to persist with the same players and then come out and look weak and say changes need to be made and then not make changes. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling to believe he's the right man, man just now because I just don't get where a team, we get, Dean Smith loses five games, he gets fired. Um, Gerard, if he loses on Saturday, that's five. He's lost in the trot. Um, and I think it would be eight out of eleven. You should, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be the club anymore if that's that's your stats. Whether you're yeah. trying to install a new formation or whatever, he essentially has a better squad than Dean Smith had to play with. Um, and Dean Smith had more games and points per game. Uh, Jenner's and like point three, which I, I don't really care about shit stats like that. The team aren't better. We're not playing better. He's not changing anything to make us better. And the players aren't clear. They're clearly not getting coached to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this season, it's already petered out for us. Um, I think that the game on Saturday is going to be down to what team you put out rather than what team we put out, to be honest. Um, I don't see any... We might have Nakamba back. That we, if, he, if he plays, then it means McGinn and Ramsey have a bit more free reign. Um, and going on yesterday's performance, if them two are let off the leash, I think your boys will struggle with that. But other than that, our defence are an absolute shambles. Um, Martinez, who is easily the top three keepers in the world for a brief period of time, is now shoddy. Our strikers just can't fucking score. It's, it's, it's the, the overhaul that's supposed to be planned for this summer scares the hell out of me because it's with a manager who's untested really you can't you can't do the Kent Scottish League and I, I support that league and you can't you can't test yourself if you're one of the two top teams. That it's it's just not a real credit in my eyes if you're coming coming to Premier League. And with his attitude and the way he's talking, I fear that we could we could have such an overhaul that it'll be a detriment to us and we'll go down. Sorry, that's got nothing to do with the match. I've been struggling for the match, to be honest. I think, I think, I, I think your boys still steamroll us, uh, and um, you guys are just going to have to look after me when that happens. Yeah, we will just look after you. But... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Steve, I've been heard what Barry said. There, there's plenty for us to be excited about on Saturday, isn't there? 
Um, yeah, but, you know, Leicester have this tendency of having, like the second half of Newcastle, where they're just going through the motion. So I'd like to see some intensity back into the game, into the pressing, a whole load of effort, and then the score will be what the score will be, you know. Um, they just seemed a bit lethargic, didn't they, particularly second half against uh, Newcastle. So whatever team he puts out, whether it's the similar one to the one at Newcastle, if we're putting out the, the first team at Everton, I want to see a bit more get up and go about them, to be honest. We've, we've done fairly well, Tom, against Villa over the years. I know that but I think Barkley scored a goal, was that last season, uh, to beat us 1-0 yeah. at our place behind closed doors. But on the whole, uh, we tend to show up. And I, th- I think some of the lads would see that as a bit of a local ri- rivalry, potentially, or a local derby, not, maybe not rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Again, depending on the team we've put out. Um, but yeah, we've got some local lads, you know, KDH and uh, Barnes, uh, Thomas, you know. Um, Mark Albrighton. So if... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might well make the uh, make the pitch on that day. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it doesn't really matter which team we put out. I think we all want to see that good performance and that's what we didn't get in the last second half we watched. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm looking looking for really. A, a good performance. I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see Paris start actually. Um, see what I can see what I can do against them. Uh, you know, it's been a while. Since poor opposition. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's outrageous no, no 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 that's not... <laughs> I'd like to see him start too I think it's uh... <laughs> the bar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's easy to underestimate certain teams and I, I think you know based on the second half performance yesterday we, we've shown that we can't do that so yeah. we need to put in a good, a good performance just go back to you about to say so Gerard's been in charge for 10 Premier League games and lost 7 of them now how is that slipping under the radar now? Because if that was anyone else, they'd be getting slaughtered, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's over. I, I, he's, he's played more games, but he won the first two. Um, so I think, like, if uh, if you if you extend it, I think it's, what, it's 10 defeats in 14, maybe. But that's still not attractive. It, okay. It's because he's had sporadic wins to prevent it being a long run, but this is a this is a long run now. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm like... I, I, our, our fan base are wild on social media uh, on a good day. But so, some of the, the tweets and whatnot I see defending Gerard, and it's just because of him. Like, I don't, I, like, you can't, you can't, I don't understand how you can defend someone who's got no track records, no, um, like, he's not even like a club legend like Dean Smith was, where that, that buys you half a season. I, I just don't get it. Like, he's got, He's brought in a, essentially a world-class player in Coutinho and he's not building a team around him. And we've got players, we've got easy, what, four wingers and he's not playing any of them. So just consolidate. Aren't, get yourself some more money. Get make, make a formation that fits the team, not make the team fit a formation and get more points, get more money to spend in the summer. It's sheer stubbornness of sticking with players who are playing awful. It's just, it's just not him. I think he talks a good talk. He just doesn't walk it. Not many players play themselves back into form either, do they? So uh, that's that's a bit of a dangerous nah. recipe. Hoping it's going to come back at some point. Steve, what are you writing now? Are you writing your formation down for? <laughs> I'm just doodling actually while I'm listening. Just doodling. 
That was, that was slightly yeah. underwhelming. Slightly underwhelming. So where's the threat going to come from then, Baz, uh, for, for us on Saturday? I know Coutinho we've mentioned, but is there anywhere else that we need to be a bit fearful of? I um, I changed Ollie Watkins into my fantasy football team because I, I think he's going to get a bit of success against your defence. I think um, he, other than the last game, he still, he still looked dangerous. He's just not getting chances. Um and I I would have thought Buendia gets to start. And he when he came on the last 50 minutes against Tottenham, he just looks like a, a rabid dog. Like I think I think he could be someone just gonna come in and just cause mayhem. But I could be wrong. Like I like if, if Buendia, Buendia plays, then it means Ings doesn't, which I'm all for. Um so but then I think we don't look as attacking when we play one striker. So I, I've really no idea what he's got up his sleeve. Um I'm hoping the Kamba starts get 60 minutes and if that if he wants to start it, it makes our formation work and mm-hmm. if, if the formation works and i could see us we're a 45 minute team we'll play ace one half or well one half and then absolute dog shit the second so it just it depends which half comes first to be honest and it could be normally, the same normally the first half first yeah dickhead um but, <laughs> but yeah like we'll play well in one of them um, I, I'm hoping it'll be the second half, and we'll just kind of survive the yeah. home, like the home crowd onslaught. But I, I, I don't know. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely. Um, I said to Sarah earlier on, she was like, "What, what are you looking forward to the most at the weekend?" And I was like, "Well, what I'm looking forward to most is also what I'm dreading the most, and that's the game." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I generally, just, I just don't know. Like, it could, it could be, it'd be ace if it was like a three-three, something like that. But I could easily see it being no, no. I could yeah, it, it, could, it could be a rancid game of football, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it could. In all honesty, we figure out why we're wasting our time with it rather than down, down the pub. <laughs> Steve, what's your thoughts on, on the game this Saturday? There's an outside chance Jamie Vardy might be back. He's had his injection now. It's, it's possibly uh, a long shot, but he could be back in the squad. That would give us a huge boost. Yeah, even if he came on for... 15 minutes at the end, I think it would give us a boost. Um, and I wonder if Rogers has got the balls to drop Tielemans. Um, yeah. But some as well at the moment, because um, he wasn't even on the bench, was he, at St. James's? So um, I think he needs dropping, uh, but maybe he's a bit scared to drop him because um, he still thinks he might stay and sign a contract. Uh, and that might, might turn his head to looking elsewhere. But I think he needs dropping. He's, a, he's been poor for a while now. Yeah. Who would you bring in for him? Sorry, Steve. Well, maybe Samari, if he's fit. Um, or um, you, you could just try a different shape. We've got Mendy uh, playing in there. So Madison could drop back in. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dewsbury Hall is very versatile in terms of how we use him. Madison dropping back in. I think that's possible. Or if you're yeah. going to be more defensive or aggressive, um, you'd put Hamza in. I thought Hamza should have probably come on for Tielemans at St James's, to be honest, instead of taking Luckman off. But, you know, we're not managers. No, we're not. Probably a good job, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Tom, would you like to see Madison Central uh, the weekend? Because it's a bit of a problem, isn't it, him out on the right-hand side? He didn't impact the game at all. Yeah. He's our best player. Yeah, I mean, didn't really notice him 
on the pitch, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, he always disappoints me when he's on the wing. He's, he's not really made for that. He, he's not a winger, is he? He's, he's much better when he can shift into spaces, uh, you know, at, at the edge of the box, uh, either side, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I would prefer him being, being in a, a central role with, yeah, perhaps uh, perhaps Chowdhury back in, because if we are going to have to rotate the team, um, why not get him out there, save save some legs on on the so-called better players. It wouldn't save the Aston Villa players like so, would it? If you got Chowdhury out there. He <laughs> wouldn't, no, he likes the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it make sense playing him against Villa, wouldn't it? It would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Back over the years when we played Villa's in that little bit of extra bite in there, Koncheski and Matty James when James got sent off a, a few years ago uh, for scrapping in the middle of the park. You want to see a bit of that in a localish derby, don't you? you? You want to see players giving their, their all. I don't think we want to see Tillemans passing it back to Mendy, passing it back to Schmeichel for 45 minutes. No, I think that's what like we that's all we have just now is a bit of bite. They were flying at the tackles and Smashing the players and stuff, so I'm assuming that is Gerard's only influence. So that'll that'll probably be happening on the weekend. I would have thought. So we, so we could easily see a red or two. What we're thinking: McGinn versus KDH will be a tasty one, won't it? In the mid- midfield. Um, I think I think McGinn wins that power-wise with all your guys. I think, unfortunately, as much as it's a bitter pill to swallow, I think your guys are technically better. Mm. So it, it depends what how the game turns out. I think you just saying Leicester's a better football team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're a bunch of I, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, it's just look at just look at the managers. You'd guess that if you look to the managers. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell I'm not jealous. Favorite favorite fan right now. Yeah, are you, are you are you in the minority of the fan base? Um. Possibly, yeah. I think going on social media coverage of Barney's and that, I think, yeah. I, I, I just think there's too many fans that are, um, like all sets of fans, that are a bit moronic. I just don't really see what's happening. Like the, the players are regressing, so the only person that can change that is Gerard. And saying stuff like, I need to get my own players in, well, you're not going to get 11 players in. So, and you're paid to coach, like coach these players. Look, yeah. look at Eddie Howe. Look, look, look at Eddie Howe, what he's done. Like, he, really, he's really he's brought in Chris, yeah. yeah, he's brought in Chris Wood, who I scored goals, but we've brought in Coutinho. Like, it, there's, no, there's no comparison there to who the better player is. It's, it's just frustrating. Even Lampard, he, he's getting a bit of fight out of his pile of shit squad. Um, and we're just not. I, I, you I, you realise if we lose on Wednesday, I'm editing that bit out, don't you? That, that'll say his glorious... <laughs> Uh, high performing squad, not this pile of shit squad. Well, this, but this is the thing. Like, I, it's it's so strange. Like, if we're gonna, if we're going to predict scores, I actually I'm I'm going to predict a relatively positive score for Everton. Um, and I'm I have to go draw for them. I can't say lose, but like I I think Everton will get something out of the game, uh, just because there's too much riding on it. Like they they are playing for something, and both Leicester yeah. Villa aren't. Yeah, but I I would wish we take some. Uh, predictions while we're here so we'll, we'll do Everton first Steve we'll start with you presuming that's what you've been writing down there you, your formation is going to be <laughs> um, yeah I think it all depends whether we're up for it or not so I'm going to sit on the fence and go to each okay and what about for um, the Villa game 
I'm going to go three one to Leicester. Sorry, Barry. Uh, I can see it. I can see it. Tom, over to you. Um, two nil Leicester against Everton, and I'll go two one against Villa. Two to Leicester. To the Leicester. Yeah, to the Leicester boys. Baz. <laughs> Actually, I've totally changed my mind. I'm going to go 2-1 Everton yeah. and I'm going to go 1-0 Villa. We're going to actually keep, keep a clean sheet. Three defeats in a row. Brendan Rodgers is there. Army of people Thanks against him nice. are going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think we will draw tomorrow on Wednesday. I think I'll go 1-1 on Wednesday and I think I'll, I'll edge us 2-1 on Saturday. I think home advantage is going to, going to mean quite a lot on Saturday because it's a full house. There's only four games left of the season. We've just reached the European semi and we've got that coming up next. I, I think that the fans will be right behind Brendan this Saturday and, and the boys. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We stay friends no matter what, though, Baz, yeah? Absolutely. Of course we will. Of course yeah, we will. What, what happens on the, the pitch? Unless you uh, celebrate in the home end and get our season tickets taken off of us, that wouldn't be... Wouldn't if, be we score last minute, if, if we score last minute winner and it's... Um, who would it be? Who would be absolute dog shit? Traore. I might yeah. run in and slap Casper in the face with my knob. I'll make that pack. <laughs> <sighs> God, I feel like that's going to be used in evidence, that little clip. Uh, <laughs> just leave that, just break that out. Tom, before I we finish even, off... that high, Barry. <laughs> I didn't even know you could jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely being optimistic. I'm going to have to trip him up and get him on the ground. <laughs> And then lie down. Um, Tom, I feel yeah. like this is a wholly inappropriate thing to come to now. I just wanted to, no. to touch on the Vichai statue. I haven't seen that for the first time uh, last weekend. What your thoughts were? <laughs> it's a bit inappropriate. <laughs> uh, the statue, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's uh, well placed. It's right. Uh... <laughs> We had a lovely uh, afternoon in front of the statue, let's say. Um, you know, the free beer was flowing. Lovely, yeah. lovely little seating arrangement out there. Cheeky uh, little sniff um, Yeah, little visit from top. Yeah, it was quite emotional, that was. He was quite yeah. emotional himself. I mean, come down. I've seen that a friend of the show, Ian Stringer, has started his marathons today. He's doing five marathons in five days and five cities on four continents which is unbelievable and it finishes on Saturday um, with one in Leicester that will take him to the Kunvishai statue and he started from the Kunvishai statue today in, in Thailand in Bangkok so that's uh, that's quite some feat Steve isn't it and um, are you looking forward yeah. to seeing that for the first time? I, I am yeah absolutely um, it's great uh, I mean the guy deserves it, doesn't he, for all he's done for the club and for the city. And um, and uh, it'll be great to see it for the first time, yeah. Especially, as Tom said, it's very well positioned. So I'd like to... I'd like to... Stay. <laughs> yeah, we're getting shut down, boys. Uh, this is never going to never gonna be listened to again anywhere. Um, my my mum was like absolutely amazed that there was creases in the trousers and all sorts. The she detail was, yeah. that's gone into it was uh, particularly good, but it's really nice to have that point at the front of the stadium now. It, apparently, it's been positioned so to, to welcome the away team in. So it's the first thing that they see when they arrive into the, the stadium. So it's, it's right on the corner so they can see 
you know, how a proper clubs run, I guess. That's the uh, yeah. probably the sub subtext of that rather than uh, the actual words. But yeah, it was delight delightful to see that. Guys, I can't believe I'm going to be seeing you in the flesh. I think our next show should be next Sunday after we've had a few drinks over the weekend and uh, and maybe in our hot tub at our lodge as we uh, as we start to wind down from a pretty good weekend. What's your thoughts on that? Can we do that? Well, there'll be a lot of flesh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those kind of, you can record it and you can hear us all, I suppose. But yeah, why not? Sorry, Mr. Salman. Well, I'm just saying, if it's going to be in the hot tub, it might as well do it in the back. All right. You can't have the bubbles on. All right, well, maybe do it inside then instead, but that'd that be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do it in the hot tub. You, you can be, the win, actually, the winners get to do it in the hot tub. Whoever the winning team is, that, yeah. that lot of fans can be in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, all right. Will you keep it warm inside for us then, Bas? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I missed out with the hot tub last time, remember? I had to be the, the cameraman last time we had a, yeah. at your stag do. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered the hot tub from last time. <laughs> On that note, it's been another episode of It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll speak to you next week, possibly or possibly not from our hot tub. We'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.